0: Hi, welcome to Comic Talk. I'm Joshua. And I'm Drew. And on this episode, we're going to talk about Joss Whedon's Astonishing X-Men.
1: Whedon. Huh? There's an H. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Whedon. Whedon. All right, we're back. So this is from 2004. We've, we, we read one other X-Men thing a while ago, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men by mm-hmm. Jason Aaron. It was okay. Uh, X-Men is such a, a, a storied franchise, right? Mm-hmm. So we figured let's try, try more again. <laughs> X-Men. Uh, and Joss Whedon I love Joss Whedon I love a lot of the stuff that he's done I love his TV shows his movies are pretty good Like mm-hmm. I'm not cool big guy. into his TV so, universe
1: but uh, all the comics I've read by him I was a big fan of,
0: yeah. so. so this seemed like an obvious go-to it's not as huge and daunting as Grant Morrison's X-Men it's not as old school and heavy reading as Chris Claremont's X-Men so... You know, this seems like a good second attempt. Uh, Sure. I'll preface this with, I have read a lot of the Grant Morris and New X-Men that runs into this, Mm -hmm. uh, so I probably had a little bit more back knowledge of what was going on, but... Imagine that. But not too much, really uh so let's start off with general impressions just so they know what they're getting themselves into what should be the synopsis first or are you want to do general impressions uh, yeah what's the synopsis they're so, trying
1: to cure the x ex- there's a the cure for it's the
0: mutant m- cure thing yeah it's how many i feel like this is a constant thing mm-hmm. but i guarantee it's just because all the movies are about it sure right sure. Uh, which has been
1: probably the bulk of it i mean i've I haven't seen all the X-Men movies, but I've certainly seen more movies than
0: I have read Trades of the X-Men. I may have seen all the X-Men movies. I couldn't tell you for sure. I think I may have. <laughs> the weird thing, I think it was, not it the second X-Men movie that was about the mutant cure, or was it the first one? I don't... I think all of them. But I mean, like, they were really com- totally... No, I don't know. ...super duper about yeah, that. I think first, the first three
1: just kind of run together. Not right. Like, it, you know, the third the Nightcrawler one... Nightcrawler was in the second one.
0: I remember that. That was good. Yeah. And the third one was just about them walking around in the forest, if I remember correctly. Then they fought on a bridge, and that was like the movie, which made no sense. But those came before this, which I was surprised when I looked it up, because I thought, oh, this is probably where they got that, because Joss Whedon wrote it, and you know, it, it probably was around that time. It turns out that this was written afterwards, so I'm not certain what... The point of this was really it was kind of it, weird.
1: It could have been like some editorial oversight like, you know, we need to Can you do the thing that they did in the movies? Yeah, Can you do the thing that they did? Um, but it's it's still It felt like a cheap plot device just because of the oversaturation
0: Yeah, it I mean it pains me to say it but it wasn't really that good The trade as a whole
1: yeah, um, I think I liked it better than Wolverine and the X-Men Okay, I I think I did too. Um, I thought the art was noticeably worse. Mm -hmm. But storytelling wise, I mean, given the shitty plot, I think
0: he did an okay job with it. I enjoyed it better than any of the movies that I've seen. Agreed. Uh, it does have Joss Whedon's charm in terms of like character development and mm-hmm. how, and also how they relate to one another. Mm-hmm. The dialogue also, is real snappy. Yeah,
1: the snappy dialogue is the thing that I mm-hmm. really like. Uh, the one that stands out in my mind is when uh, somebody's talking about how, you know, there aren't mobs of people trying to take down the Avengers or the
0: Fantastic Four. Right. Like, why
1: do we have this problem? Right.
0: Yeah. Right. There's there's a lot of uh, sort of referential nods to our understanding of the X-Men, right, Mm -hmm. and sort of pop cultural uh, understanding of the X-Men. The position in the universe. Yeah, it kind of attacks that directly in a lot of places, which is pretty cool. But I suppose what I'm getting at is I see this all the time as the, you know, what are the top X-Men runs? It's like this, Grant Morrison, and Chris Claremont. And if... If this is up there that high, I, it makes me lose a lot of my faith in X Men because this is good, but it's not—it's not amazing. This is not like my pantheon of comic books. Sure. Uh, placing it on that mantle, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just—it took me a
1: couple days to get through it because it was like, well, I mean, it's entertaining, but I don't—it's whatever.
0: Yeah, don't it's an okay superhero book. So let's uh, let's talk about it a little more deeply. Let's maybe talk about the characters or some of the things that happen in it. Uh, sure. minor spoiler alerts uh, to be honest though I don't remember enough specifics already I mean I only read it not very long ago <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it's already it really doesn't mm-hmm. stick in your head very well it's not you know it again because it's shit we've seen like a million it's times just not, so how do you differentiate
1: it from that other shit you yeah know, after a few days yeah it, bleeds it, together. It, it just bleeds together into other things right. yeah you know? mm-hmm. So Kitty Pride was in it. I thought that mm -hmm. was cool. I enjoyed her character. I think Whedon writes a good Kitty Pride.
0: Agreed. And uh, I really, I liked her. I liked Beast in this a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I also liked that they brought, or that he brought uh, Peter or Piotr back. Yeah. uh, You know, Colossus. He's a very cool character. So to see him come back was interesting. But really, these characters are so sort of exactly what I expect them to be.
1: Uh, Well, let's talk about the main villain. Because okay. I think that's the main point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did an excellent job with him. So this isn't a villain I've been familiar with. I don't know if you... Yeah, Me okay, either. good. But he did an excellent job of making him, uh, you know, sort of intimidating and evil in some contexts, And then just sort of silly in others. Or just... Almost a normal Joe kind of guy, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. And he's got these like stupid ass problems he has to deal with, you know. Yeah, like, like anybody else? Definitely. the
0: The villain in this reminds me of like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer villain, where I can see that. on one hand he's very dark and evil and almost stereotypical, but then. They always round it, you know. He would always round them out with these human characteristics and mm-hmm. like the day to day requirements for like running a villainous organization, you know. Sure. Like, like, you have to be a monstrous guy, but you also have to figure out, you know, how to get food yeah, and, yeah. to the building. You know, yeah. like just dumb crap. Payroll like that. for your fucking games or whatever. <laughs> right, right. It's know? still re- it's necessary, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of clever little things in here about that where he's a lot of little funny like arguments mm-hmm. I felt like where he was arguing with the people that he has to deal with uh, and sort of frustrated you know that he's yeah. not being taken as seriously as he should be I thought that yeah. was pretty funny mm-hmm. and he goes to their house and they're not there <laughs> right. right there's there's some good there's some good humor I think mm-hmm. um, I think the humor is is the only thing that kept me going through it, really. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, if this didn't have humor in it, I'd probably give it a 4 out of 10. Right. You know, it's a weird... It's a strange complaint to say that he writes all the characters so well that they're not even that interesting to read. Just because they're X-Men, and I know like X-Men is so heavily ingrained, it's kind of like Snyder's Batman for Mm -hmm. me where I already know really what all of the lead characters are kind of going to say to each other in response mm-hmm. to one another, mm-hmm. or how they're going to react to each thing. There's there's no surprises in here in that terms, and it kind of dulls the excitement of reading it for me. Yeah, I could see that. Um, but I don't think any of these characters
1: really grow in any measurable way right. either. Right. You know, it's very kind of black and white, which means superhero world, you know, that's Theoretically, how it's supposed to be, right, but I guess it yes yeah, it's, boring
0: it's, when you're around 30. <laughs> yeah, it's very static. It's a very mm-hmm. static story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's an antagonist, they figure out the antagonist's plan, and then yeah. they kind of. Wolverine and Cyclops get in a fight, No, oh, you saw that coming. Right, you know? right. It's very, <laughs> by the numbers, I. Uh, In a Joss Whedon kind of way, though, where really most of the love and care that was put into this is, again, in the dialogue and, like, the little things underneath that... It's just its hard for me to say it's great because of that. Because Mm -hmm. it's so... It's so Whedon-y. It's very Whedon, you know? Well, I don't think
1: that's necessarily a bad thing, you know? I mean, again, we like Whedon. Right. You know, it's just that the only outstanding part of it happens to be the Whedon-ness. Right. You know, there's nothing that he brings new to the table other than, you know, his own particular voice, which is a great voice. Right. But it just doesn't go as far as, you know,
0: it really needs to to round out the story. Or to um, push the boundaries of the X-Men. Like, yeah. there's no boundary pushing here, and especially after Grant Morrison's new X-Men run, where, you know, everything is constantly being pushed and changed and challenged. Mm-hmm. This kind of goes back and harkens to just a fun story, that, sure. you know, has a clear, you know, front, middle, and end in within the six issues. Sure, the artwork came very close to like
1: ruining any semblance of joy that I had in this book. It is just bad.
0: Like it, Cyclops yeah. looks like a dick. Yeah, well, like, I like getting kind a of fucking little gimp creature. Uh, yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I I like when they make cyclops look like an asshole, but I mean, he literally just looks He looks like he's in a gimp suit. Like, yeah. he really does. Yeah. Like, whose like there's something wrong fucking decision
1: wrong with was that.
0: Yeah. Right. And it and it's just it's so like shitty Jim Lee. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, a the dudes trying to ape that style and I'm just not I agree, I don't dig it at all. Mm. There's nothing exciting going on with the paneling. The, it doesn't detract or add anything, it's just yeah. there. There's even a little bit where uh,
1: they're talking about beasts sort of devolving into like more animal and stuff. But I didn't really get that vibe from the art. I thought it was just a shitty drawn beast. Right, you know? right. And then they uh-huh. mentioned it at one point, and I was like, oh, maybe that's why it yeah. looks like shit. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, and it's just, it doesn't feel like there's much care taken. There's mm-hmm. so many, every every page almost has just like the gradient background, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just like yellow to orange uh, from here to here mm-hmm. and then there's a guy standing in front of it. Mm-hmm. And the next page is like gray in the middle radiating out to red right and that's that page and they, yeah. there's They're the just... only chances taken were with laziness yeah yeah <laughs> basically it's, i it's almost like cassidy was like how how little can i get away with drawing this and mm-hmm. still tell the story and just cover and, and paste it like an old wolverine <laughs> get my paycheck <laughs> yeah you know yeah. it's not good and it's got it's it's from the worst era of digital coloring too you know, early 2000s when it was first picking up. And I think that's where all those gradients come from. Cheap. It really looks like cheap, like Photoshop gradient work, mm-hmm. you know, where they're just like, autofill, you know, you click the open space and then choose the gradient. Enter, and yeah. okay, there's Wolverine. He's yellow with the gray gradient. You know, it's just bad. I guess it was kind of probably cutting-edge-ish at the time. Yeah, it probably looked really cool 12 years ago, but 13 years ago. It no. stand the test of time. Which, yeah. yeah. Anything else you want to say about this? We've only been in here about, what, 12, 14 minutes, something like that? No. Me neither. Would you, who, who would you say should read this thing? High school kid. Agreed. Yeah, it's a good high school read. How about f- people whose understanding of X-Men is from the movies and the 92 cartoon? Do you think they would or would not like this? Because I know a lot of people, that's what they know about X-Men, mm-hmm. is those two things. If they like those two things, yeah. Probably, right? Yeah, There's I not think...
1: really much to figure out other than that. No, there's no Professor X.
0: Yeah, which is okay. a little, little off-putting for folks, I'm sure.
1: I don't I don't care right. either way. Yeah, I cares, and, right. Yeah, you can have them or not as long as you tell a good story, but yeah Sure.
0: Yeah, well, I guess that pretty much Wraps it up for us today. Mm-hmm uh, you can Check back with us next week when we'll have more things to talk about. Well uh, Gail Simone's clean, clean room, room I think is one mm-hmm. uh, you can click at this thing right here uh, Yeah, you know, it's, it's right in between us and then there's also these here that uh, do other stuff. There's other videos and things, so do those. Uh, of course, if you're on the podcast, you can't see that, It's so too bad.